The years just after World War I were kind of free-for-all for creative artists. They suddenly found themselves in a world that had thrown out most of the central assumptions about society and humanity. Composer Paul Hindemith immersed himself into the wide variety of styles that swirled through the musical atmosphere, and he eventually found his own musical voice by trying on others, mostly successfully. By the 1920s, he was seen as one of the most significant and influential composers of the 20th century. But it may have been this very eclecticism that has caused his star to fall so dramatically since then. People love to classify, and Hinnemith has never been easily classifiable. He composed his Concert Music for String Orchestra and Brass in 1930 for the Boston Symphony, which was gearing up to celebrate its 50th anniversary the following year. It's one of four pieces Hinnemith called Concert Music, each for different forces and all clustered in the period between 1926 and 1930. This one has something of the structure of a symphony, and in fact, it's been called his Boston Symphony. It's in two parts, with the dominant melody introduced in the beginning in the brass, and the strings and brass spend the rest of the piece trading off. And now here is guest conductor Marek Janowski, who is chief conductor of the Dresden Philharmonic. He's actually in his second stint in Dresden. He also held that post from 2001 to 2003. And he takes the podium here at Davies Symphony Hall to join members of the San Francisco Symphony for the concert music for string orchestra and brass by Paul Hindemith.
That was the concert music for String Orchestra and Brass by Paul Hindemann. Guest conductor Marek Yanofsky led members of the San Francisco Symphony. San Francisco Symphony has recorded this work for Decca Classics with their former music director, now conductor laureate, Herbert Blumstead. The year after its premiere, Hindemith himself actually conducted the San Francisco Symphony's first performance of this work. One of his great concerns as a composer proved very prescient. He was disturbed by the widening rift he saw separating the serious composer from the general listener. At a lecture in 1928, he proclaimed the tenuous connection in music today between producers and consumers is to be regretted. The composer today should write only if he knows for what purpose he is writing. The days of composing for the sake of composing are perhaps gone forever." End quote. Unfortunately, the trends that were causing him so much distress were only just beginning. In a moment, Marek Yanofsky will return with 16-year-old violinist Maria Duenas for a concerto by a composer who began his own career at 16. You're listening to a broadcast concert by the San Francisco Symphony from Davies Symphony Hall. I'm Rick Malone. When Felix Mendelssohn founded the Leipzig Conservatory in 1843, one of the first faculty appointments he made was an old friend, violinist Ferdinand David. Mendelssohn had been planning a violin concerto since 1838, and with David's inspiration and assistance, he finally finished the piece in 1844. Mendelssohn was a real perfectionist, and the constant revision and rewriting was a tortuous process. Ironically, after all that effort, he couldn't conduct the premiere because he was too ill. But the piece was an immediate success, and it was one of the first concertos of its time to try to truly integrate the soloist and orchestra in something other than just a flashy showpiece. 16-year-old Maria Duenas has already won a half dozen of the world's most prestigious violin competitions. She was born in Granada. She's making her San Francisco Symphony debut at these concerts, and now you hear the applause for Maria Duenas. She's followed on stage by guest conductor Mark Yanofsky to perform the Violin Concerto in E minor by Felix Mendelssohn with the San Francisco Symphony. Thank you. 
just heard the violin concerto in E minor by Felix Mendelssohn. 16-year-old Maria Duenas was the soloist, and Mark Yanofsky led the San Francisco Symphony. Maria Duenas was born in Granada, Spain, and started playing violin when she was just six years old. She's won first prizes at the 2018 Vladimir Spivakov International Violin Competition, the 2018 Yanklevich International Violin Competition, and the 2017 Zhuhai Mozart International Competition for young musicians. She won a Grand Prix and a special Sonata Prize at the 2017 Georg Philipp Telemann Competition and the Prince of Hesse Prize awarded by the Kronberg Academy in 2017 as the youngest violinist with the greatest development potential. She's studying in Vienna and Graz, Austria, thanks to a grant from AIE, the Spanish Artists Association, and she plays the 1736 Guarnerius del Jesu Muntz violin, thanks to a generous loan from the Nippon Foundation. This concerto also has a San Francisco connection. The 1742 Guarnerius del Jesu violin, on which Ferdinand David played the premiere of this work, eventually found its way into the hands of the great 20th century violinist Yasha Heifetz. When he died in 1987, Heifetz bequeathed the violin to the Fine Arts Museums of San Francisco, with the stipulation that it be played only by artists worthy of the instrument and its legacy. And since 2001, it's been played by the concertmaster of the San Francisco Symphony, Alexander Baranchik. I'll be back in a moment with the second half of this concert by Marek Yanofsky in the San Francisco Symphony, Mozart's bid for symphonic immortality. This broadcast of the San Francisco Symphony is made possible with the generous support of Fred Levin of the Shenson Foundation, in memory of Nancy Livingston Levin and Ben and A. Jess Shenson. Additional support is generously provided by the Acacia Foundation, Welcome back to Davies Symphony Hall for the second half of this broadcast concert by the San Francisco Symphony with guest conductor Mark Yanofsky. I'm Rick Malone. Mozart finished his 41st and final symphony in August of 1788, a little over three years before his death. He wrote his last three symphonies in that year, all in just three months' time. No one knows why he wrote them or why they were never performed in his lifetime, but in his letters he mentions an upcoming subscription concert, which in the end never took place. And again, no one knows why. Each of the three last symphonies has a completely different character. Number 41 seems to have been Mozart's bid for immortality, summing up all he had learned about symphonic writing and giving some tantalizing glimpses of what he might have written if he'd lived longer. In the years after his death, many writers and critics agreed that it was the grandest symphony that had ever been written, and Mozart's son Franz Zaver said the finale was his father's greatest music, the highest triumph of instrumental composition." End quote. Legend has it that the symphony was given its nickname, the Jupiter, by Johann Peter Salomon, the concert promoter who's best known as the man who brought Haydn to London. Either the Jupiter was the king of symphonies, as Jupiter was the king of the Roman gods, or the biggest of symphonies, as Jupiter was the biggest of the planets in the solar system. Once again, here is guest conductor Marek Yanofsky, chief conductor of the Dresden Philharmonic, He'll lead the San Francisco Symphony in the Symphony Number no. 41, The Jupiter by Mozart.
You've just heard The Jupiter, the 41st and final symphony by Mozart. Guest conductor Marek Janowski led the San Francisco Symphony. In addition to his post with the Dresden Philharmonic, Marikinovsky also served as artistic director of the Berlin Radio Symphony from 2002 to 2016, and served as music director of the Dortmund Opera at Freiburg, principal conductor of the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic, music director of the Radio France Philharmonic and the Gerzenich Orchestra in Cologne, and artistic director, music director, and chief conductor of the Monte Carlo Philharmonic. He was appointed to the endowed guest conductor chair of the Pittsburgh Symphony in September of 2004. He made his San Francisco Symphony debut in 1990. Markinovsky back out on stage now. His recording of Roussel's four symphonies with the Radio France Philharmonic won a Diapason d'Or award, and his disc of Strauss's four last songs with soprano Soyla Isokoski won Gramophone Magazine's Editor's Choice Award in 2002. He's recorded all five of Beethoven's piano concertos with Gerhard Opitz and the Leipzig Gewandhaus Orchestra, Messiaen's Turangalila Symphony with the Radio France Philharmonic, and the first complete recording of Hindemith's Harmony of the World. He recorded Wagner's complete ring cycle with the Dresden State Orchestra and a complete cycle of Bruckner symphonies with the Orchestre de la Suisse Romande. You've been listening to a broadcast concert of the San Francisco Symphony from Davies Symphony Hall, featuring the Symphony No. 41, the Jupiter Symphony by Mozart. You also heard Paul Hindemith's concert music for string orchestra and brass, and the violin concerto by Felix Mendelssohn with 16-year-old soloist Maria Duenas. These broadcast concerts are produced by the San Francisco Symphony, and music director Michael Tilson Thomas, President Sakurako Fisher, and executive director Mark Hansen, Engineering and post-production by Jack Vad and Jason O'Connell, and program notes were adapted from those written by James M. Keller and Michael Steinberg. National syndication of these concerts is provided by the WFMT Radio Network, and don't forget that you can visit the symphony online and find out more about the programs, the artists, and the orchestra at sfsymphony.org. This is Rick Malone. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us for the next broadcast concert by the San Francisco Symphony. This broadcast of the San Francisco Symphony is made possible with the generous support of Fred Levin of the Shenson Foundation, in memory of Nancy Livingston Levin and Ben and A. Jess Shenson. Additional support is generously provided by the Acacia Foundation, 